It's just really incredible how they make you forget that you're in Florida at all. Accessing. Hello, I'm Annika, aka Pixie, and you are listening to the Endless Anakin Playlist Podcast, in which I use popular music as a frame to discuss anything and everything Star Wars. Today's episode is inspired by the song Californication by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Today, we will be boarding and exploring the Halcyon. I took thousands of pictures on this vacation and I'm showing you just, you know, a tiny 20% of them maybe. But I wanted to show off as well as I could the amazing work that went into creating the Halcyon and the Star Wars environment. Let's get started. Let's board the Halcyon! As you may recall, I was traveling with a group of eight, but we all arrived from different places and at different times, and so we didn't arrive at the Star Cruise at the same time either. And in fact, my group with myself, Jean, and Sam, we came to Florida two days early to make sure that we would definitely be on time because they stressed that the show starts right away and we didn't want to miss any minute of it. Jean, Sam, and I took an Uber that morning from our off-site hotel to the Galactic Star Cruiser, and we were basically immediately in traffic. The poor Uber driver said it was a learning experience for us to give a little extra time for travel and for him to never again accept anybody going to the Galactic Star Cruiser. We did give him a big tip. But as soon as we arrived, it started to get exciting. This was our view out the left side. So the Galactic Star Cruiser doesn't look like anything from the outside. It absolutely looks like a warehouse in the middle of Florida. A completely nondescript, you know, gunmetal gray, middle of nowhere warehouse. And the back of Galaxy's Edge also, it's, you can see the tops of the mountains, but it's missing like the rest of the mountains. So it's like a Hollywood set, which is actually really fun to see going in because it makes you feel like you are going on to a Star Wars set and you're becoming a part of Star Wars. On the right side of the car, this was my view, and it's a little bit less warehousey. You can still see in the background that it's just a gray, nondescript nothing, but this looks a teeny bit, little bit more like maybe we're going on to another planet or we're on Earth, but we're going to be leaving and going into space. This was the entrance. Now, this particular photo was taken on the second day as part of my Disney photo shoot. It is an add-on, it costs an extra fee, and you have to arrange it ahead of time, but I absolutely, because I had worked so hard on the outfit, I really, really wanted to have these amazing photos as a souvenir, and I'm thrilled with the photo shoot. It came out amazing. In half the photos, I'm still making a silly face because I can't take pictures for the life of me, but the quality is incredible. So this is what in story this would be a photo of me boarding the halcyon you know right before you actually get onto the ship this is what i was actually wearing while i was boarding the halcyon you can see i'm wearing a star wars t-shirt and a star wars headband but because of the incredible florida in august weather it was 90 something degrees and we were all dying so i didn't wear my amazing outfit to board so this was me on the shuttle, and this was when the shuttle started. 
Now the shuttle doesn't actually go anywhere. It's really just a portal, like a tunnel from one side of the building to the other side of the building, but they make it feel like you're going because they make the lights flash and everything. Like you're leaving Florida behind now and you're getting into the Star Cruiser. I chose Californication for the song for this particular video because it has the line, Alderaan's not far away, it's made in a Hollywood basement. The outside of the Star Cruiser looks like a set and the inside is wholly immersive. As I got this text from my son, it looks like you're in the movie. You live in Star Wars. So let's explore the ship. So all ships have a plaque that tells you about them, you know, when and where they were first set from and who made them and and the registry of the starship. So this was the ship's directory. There were only four floors that were open to us and there were a hundred passenger rooms. There's the dining area, the engineering room, the training rooms, the bridge, and of course the atrium, which was the main lobby where most of the action and with everybody happened, both the beginning and the end of the stories. But the rest of the action was happening all over the ship. Okay, so once again, let's start from the beginning. So this was the entranceway, and then we would get onto the shuttle that would take us to the ship. Here's a picture of me inside the ship. Again, this is from my photo shoot. So in the in reality, it was full of other passengers. We were all going on together. There were seven other people in my party as well as another group. And we were all hanging on to the sides as if it was moving. And this is where the shuttles hook up into the Halcyon and those two doors open up and let us all out of the shuttles. So it enters right into the atrium, which is the biggest room. It's sort of a lobby and the lounge, the gift shop and guest services are all there. And then the bridges on one side and the elevators and stairways to the passenger rooms are on the other side. The atrium has two levels, the main level, which is open to everyone, and the second level, which is where the crew would address us during the voyage. The captain, the cruise director, and anyone else who needed to talk to the passengers and make announcements. Obviously, the passengers weren't allowed up there. And this is a doorway to the bridge. It's another place that was off limits to the passengers, except in certain special circumstances. For example, when we had bridge training or when we were conscripted into helping out because there were some issues with the crew. There are view screens all over the place and there were many, many stations all throughout that we all got to use during our bridge training, which I will go over in the next video. With eight passengers in my party, we were in the captain suite, which is the biggest available room size. It includes two bedrooms, two bathrooms, a living area in the middle, and a sink, small fridge, like a tiny kitchenette, half kitchenette. This is me outside the door. We would use our data bands to get in and they would also speak to our data pad and they were all specific to each passenger. So mine was Annika and it was given specifically to me. It was hooked directly to my My Disney account. We all had our own storyline and it was all connected. I stayed in a bedroom with five people. The parents 
had the master bed and then Sam and I, the bodyguards, had the bunk beds and the child had a pullout that was in the wall. I had the bottom bunk and Sam had the top. We each had our own reading lights. There were plenty of outlets because they knew that we always had to be charging our data pads. Now, these weren't the most comfortable mattresses, but if you were uncomfortable, you could ask for more than one, you know, so you could have multiple mattresses to make it a little more comfortable. This is a view of the data screen, and you can see that this is showing off currently the route that the Halcyon was going to take through space. This view would change throughout. All of the view screens would show different things at different times during the voyage. This was the pullout that our young companion slept on. Now, you would think that five people in a room would be kind of tight, but it was actually perfectly sized. We did not ever like stumble over each other any more than you would in a normal hotel room. And here is where we would interact with our in-suite droid. And there she is. When I first heard about her, I thought it was just going to be, you know, like an Alexa for your room, but she actually had huge amounts of personality. She was a character in and of her own right, and she had a, her own storyline that went along with the storyline of the whole Star Cruiser. So she was super fun to interact with. You could talk to her at any time. And the first night we asked her to tell us a bedtime story and she recounted episode four, A New Hope, from the point of view of the droids. So it was all about the hero, R2-D2, helping out a moisture farmer save the galaxy. This crate of goodies was waiting for us in the room. We never quite figured out what the garlicky type thing was in the jar, but everything else we ate up. There was a selection of drinkware in the room, a couple goblets and little space water bottles <laughs> that we could fill up in the atrium. They had chilled flat water, room temperature flat water, and chilled sparkling water available at any time. You would just take one of your little glasses and fill it up. Everything was within the Star Wars color scheme. These were the seats in the living area. And we also had view screens in all of the rooms. This was the biggest, it was in the living area. And the first thing that we did once we were on board was get into our outfits. Here's my handmaiden outfit and here's Sam in her gray Jedi outfit. So this is when we first arrived and we were in orbit. And here's later in the trip when it was nighttime. And so I of course put on my inspired by Padme nightgown and took pictures playing with my hair in front of space. The second thing that we did when we arrived was head down to the Crown of Corellia to have lunch. The Crown of Corellia was the only dining area on the Star Cruiser and it was different during the daytime and during the evening, much like a cruise here on Earth the cafeteria version of the Crown of Corellia where seating was not assigned. It was all buffet style. You would go get your tray and then bring it out and sit down wherever you would like. They had these really incredible lights that I honestly want one in my bedroom now. It's really hard to describe, but the really bright, colorful lighting and these clear plastic overlays that just it really looked like something on a spaceship. 
and then in the evening they would dim the lights and it would become a little more upscale, a little more romantic. During the evening there was assigned seating, you had the same table on each night and the same waiter so they got to know you and your family. They really succeeded in making the room look different during the day and during the evening. One of the fun rooms on that same level was the climate simulator, a room that would simulate the climate of other planets. So of course, while we were on the ship, they were simulating the climate of Batu, AKA Florida. I really liked the fact that I matched the flowers that were in this room and so I had to take a selfie. And then in the middle, they had a sort of meditation area where people would take these little rocks and build a little tower of rocks. It sounds very Jedi to me, that naturalistic mindfulness journey. I can definitely imagine doing yoga in the climate simulator if that was an option. And of course, I had to make my own little rock tower. Also on that main level is the surprising brig. The Halcyon was commissioned during the time of the Empire, and so it was used by the Empire to transport prisoners, and therefore they have a brig, and shockingly, the brig was also used during the voyage when certain people who may or may not resist the First Order would get caught and end up in there. But the fun thing about the brig for me is that I accidentally broke into engineering through it. Getting into engineering is one of the first things that you do on the Halcyon as part of the storyline. Now there are a couple different ways of doing it. You can sneak in, or you can break in, or you can get permission to get in. But as part of my exploration, just wandering around, I got into the brig and I realized that there was an open panel. And I looked at my friend Jean and said, obviously I'm supposed to go through this, right? I mean, it's just an open panel waiting I could see that there was the engineering room on the other side and I had not gotten the key to get into engineering yet. So even though I was wearing a skirt and I was not a child, I decided to go into that panel and crawl into the engineering room. So there were storylines in engineering, but it was also just you could go in there and play around and play with different things. And oops, we accidentally broke the ship. Oh no, the alarms are going off. I loved that my Disney photographer took a picture of me enacting Princess Leia in A New Hope. I mean, life goals achieved. All around the ship, there were also just set pieces, works of art, and they would always have a sign next to them. The information was in the Star Wars language of Arabish, but on your data pad, you had a translator so that you could read it. Sometimes there were secret messages and sometimes it was just part of the story. The lounge area was possibly my favorite part of the Star Cruiser. It felt like I was going to the cantina on Tatooine or was going to Maz Kanata's establishment as if I were in A New Hope or Force Awakens. And it was always crowded. There was just this atmosphere of merriment and also subterfuge that was just exactly what I was looking for in an immersive Star Wars experience. There were four different seating areas in the bar. First, 
Around the walls, they carved out space for a table and seating. In the center of the bar was the Savic table, which was always busy. The only time I ever got to sit at it was when I was leaving, when we were all disembarking, and so there was no one else in the lounge. And there were small tables throughout the bar for two or three or four people to sit around. And finally, the bar had the bar area. Again, I never had a chance to actually sit at it, but you can see how colorful it is. Just the whole lounge area was bright and beautiful, same as with the Crown of Corellia. Everything was just this amazing color scheme that really felt fun. And this is why the lounge was my favorite. I really feel like I'm living in Star Wars. Finally, I wanted to point out something amazing, something that I noticed as soon as we were in the atrium after I changed into my outfit was that I matched the decor, the benches and the railing. It was all in the same maroon and gold that I was dressed in. I had no foreknowledge of what the Star Cruiser looked like and somehow I came up with an outfit that 100% matched it. This became completely obvious when they put out this red and gold carpet for our fashion show and I look like I am dressed as the carpet. Now most people would say that this is a coincidence but I say chaos powers and I am thrilled that it happened. So that's the Halcyon. Thank you for listening to Endless Anakin. Follow my playlists on YouTube and Spotify, and after the episode, the Song of Disgust will immediately play. Show notes and links can be found at anakin.me. That's A-N-A-K-I-N dot me. See you next time, and until then, may the Force be with you. And I also want to give a quick shout out to Delaney, who was the amazingly wonderful Disney cast member slash Star Cruiser employee that helped us find our group. She got us through the crowds right up to the rest of our group and we were able to board all together. They didn't have to wait too long for us. It was um, amazing service and I just really want to thank Disney and Delaney, personally, for making sure that the beginning of our vacation was as magical as possible.